Episode 272, 3776 of the Too Thick Pod. Your home for all things sports, cards, levity, and what is it, ASMR? I am your host, Jeremy with Reckless Cards, joined as always by our son, the one, the only, the most polarizing person in the hobby. You either love him or absolutely hate him. That's Manny being Manny, 6.9. Good morning, sir. What up, Jeremy? What up, Too Thick fam? And I'm different right now. He wants to bring the ASMR. I got rain and Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar that I've been chugging before the show. I'm ready to go. I'm wired. My pupils are going, shaking back and forth. I'm just. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready, Jeremy. I haven't talked to you in forever. We're, we're doing it in a different time during the day. Look at that sunlight on your face. You're glistening. You look so handsome. I'm just I'm just excited. I look tired as shit. I don't know. Maybe I need to put my glasses back on. Here we go. We're ready to roll now. So as always, this episode is brought to you by TNT Cards, the best group subber in North America, the best group submitter in the Western Hemisphere, the third best group submitter on planet earth i don't know who one and two is but we'll be modest and say they're the third best on planet earth yeah they would be better if tyler got his shit together you know if he so wasn't my, my poor guy tyler catching strays yep if he wasn't a uh, michigan and detroit lions fan he'd probably be ranked up there at one but since he wants to be a lions and michigan fan we'll, we'll put him down to three Yep, so make sure you go to tntcards.com or Facebook, tntcards.mi. M-I, Michigan. There, there you go. So normally it is a beautiful Friday. It went from negative six and sunshine to like 40s with the sun just beating, mm-hmm. beating down on us. The mood is incredibly different here in Michigan as people are coming out of hibernation and thinking that spring and summer is right around the corner because we're being teased with temperatures of 60 and 70 next week, which inevitably will be followed up by a blizzard, the most snow of the year in early yes. March. Yes. And uh, seasonal depression is a thing because once the sunshine hit, I was ready to get my Speedo on and go running outside um, and go jump in a lake. Let so. me tell you something. As somebody who is very much blue collar for many years, the first time I had an office job, mm-hmm. I was so so just jazzed, as the kids would say, to have my own office. Didn't yep. care that it didn't have windows. I had made it out of the field to middle management. I was going to take <laughs> over the world. <laughs> and at one point, I was like, damn, I just I feel like funky. I feel depressed. I feel whatever. And the doctor's like, yeah, man, get a you need to get a, um, a tanning bed in your house because you're not outside. You're not soaking up that sun. You're locked in, you know, the rat race yep. of America. No sun, just sad, depressed, no cards, no nothing, just big old ball of sadness. Exactly. You know, that makes me think, I sit in my basement a lot, probably 10 hours a day because I work from home with no window, maybe one little window, you know, those little half windows that you can't even climb out. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and I call Jeremy a lot c- crying about cards that I lose money on and all that during the winter. And I think I know why now. Maybe I'm just depressed because I don't see the sun. And I'm like, I better call my dad. 
there you go. And you know, the thing is today I am overwhelmed while I know that I am feeling slightly good and I know I should feel great. I'm a little bit bummed and I'm a little bit sad. Yep. And I'm going to explain to you why. Thursday evening, I get a phone call letting me know that myself, Mrs. Recky, Sister Recky, Court Court, the one that holds it all together, and one Manuel are all invited to a Tops Rip Party in New York at City Field and that Tom Brady is going to be there. Rewind one year, Courtney and myself are already on a first-class flight via Delta to New York to turn a two-hour event into a four-day weekend for me and the missus to get away from the challenges of, of real life and just enjoy some sports cards. Yep. However, in our current situation, owning and operating a business, having kids, being parents, I am just absolutely bummed that I had to say no. I had to do it. And I'm not a person that says no. That no, is like not. a skill that I'm hoping to acquire in 24 and 25. You know, your daughter listens to a show because she's the best daughter a guy can ask, right? She should hear this and be like, Dad, you know, I will take the bullet. I'll go run the business for this weekend. I know I'm just a kid, but I'll run the business so you could go to New York with mom and go meet Tom Brady. And I heard Meek Mill's going to be there. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll drop it sooner than later so she could see this. And maybe we could we could go take a trip together. <laughs> so here comes the hater in me. Now that I know Meek Mill's going to be there, I don't feel as bad. <laughs> not like it's talented at all, just not, not my favorite uh, MC. You know what I mean? He's done some cool stuff for his community. So shout out Meek, but not my uh, cup of tea. Yeah, and uh, Amelia is the best kid a parent could handle. However, here's what we're facing. There is a boy. I suspect that she likes this boy. Oh, yep, never mind. And so I think, push come to shove, she will always choose mom and dad. However, I know the kid well enough to know when she's laying the the foundation that, like, this kid's going to be important to her. And the quickest way to get rid of these dorks Mm -hmm. is to welcome them and openly embrace them because if you try to kick them away – the kids are naturally going to react and do the opposite. So when you bring them in yep. and then I will systematically destroy this boy and let her know what kind of a turd he is. If he is a turd. He's definitely a turd. That's uh, that's where we start at, but I give them all a fair shake sure. and then I quickly assess them and point it out. And then I, uh, when they show their true colors, I take victory laps around <laughs> the house to which my wife and daughter both hate. <laughs> I just see you playing like, you know, the dad that's playing the air trombone and the kid like all the way through the living room and kitchen. Uh, you're If you're listening, I know you uh, you guys seen Bad Boys, the uncles and the dad. I picture that would be me and you with our kids if, if the date got picked up at your house or my house and we were together. It is. You know, it's a little different when they're like, you know, 14, 15. But now these are like 17, 18 year olds. And it's more like walking by and just like, you know, like a very firm lock of the eyes. Yeah. To which they quickly dart down with like <laughs> like with like, a, like a real deep sup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I loudly tell Courtney a story of me doing something outlandish that you wouldn't hear out of a normal parent, which usually makes it incredibly uncomfortable for everybody. And yeah. then we go from there. Oh yeah, you just need to tell them about your uh, your bike incident, your motorcycle incident, and uh, he will keep his distance. Or 
have have Amelia bring them down while you're lifting, you know, 500 pounds benching, 500 clearing it easily, and then you give them the handshake. You get up after the reps, and then you give them the hand firm handshake, saying you're next. Here's the thing: if everything about that is good, although the bench is not 500, that's Brona numbers. Yeah. Uh, now, if we were to go to deadlift, yeah, that and I'll make sure that the hands are bleeding, the calloused up fingers, where this part just like hurts to touch people's skin. Yeah, like you feel like you're cutting them, you hit them with that. Oh yeah. Well, you, you usually the go-to is if you see the schnoz, the gonzo. Yeah. It's crooked. Last time yeah. that it was broken, four breaks, somebody kicked it so hard it went from being more bent. To like kind of bench. <laughs> they almost fixed it for you. Kind of. Kind of. They, the dude was practicing field goals with my face. <laughs> well, hey, you could always put the teardrop. You would look scary with the teardrop on. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Six four bald white guy with a teardrop. I'm not going anywhere near you. Thank God, you know, I no face tattoos for the kid. And you know it was really popular. This is how old I am. Forearm tattoos, like Oh, like the old oh. English. Yeah. Like with like maybe your initials. So, so happy that I never participated in that activity. Yeah. We're going to have. Oh, never mind. I was going to say we're going to have a guest appearance here. Oh, we do have a guest appearance. <laughs> but the... Oh, I was looking at yours. and Now I see a kid <laughs> in mine. I had mine coming down. <laughs> we have a ragamuffin. Liana Elizabeth, Lala. Lala, I got a question. What's your favorite Pokemon character? Uh, Pikachu. Ooh, I like it. I like it. All right. Lala's still in her jammies because she's living her best life. Mm. Yep. Look at this. is Jeremy's twin, everyone. She, I like you. She looks like, uh, she looks like my mom, man. Yeah. She looks like young, my, my mom and a, like, she is, this will be either a terrorist or like a somebody who like cures cancer sort of person there is not going to be any i just have a snack yeah um she is the absolute best and worst of courtney in one person (laughs) and she's too smart and too clever for her own good yeah 100 equals 200 all right cool lines on people but that the I mean, she's giving out math that a lot. Most of our two thick fam don't even know. They're yeah. right now. Yeah, you know, some are silver lights like right now. Like, yeah, right. Like she even knows where he's grabbing the calculator on his phone yeah. to confirm <laughs> the one hundo plus two hundo. Yeah, is three hundo. But oh, before man. before we move on, yeah. In all seriousness, big ups to the Ludex family. Big ups to Matt Beef yep. Supreme for looking out for thinking of us. Um, I know when you have the kind of money that they have over at Ludex. You can just get on the PJ and fly wherever in a moment's notice. Yep. However, as you and me, as fathers, husbands, family men, we don't have the luxury just to up and go because Tom Brady's going to be somewhere. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. If it was like, you know, Kirk Cousins or something, Tom Brady, ugh, Michigan. Or if I mean he gave us more than 15 minutes heads up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I got the text five minutes before we start recording saying, hey, get a flight. Tell your wife you're, gotta, you're going to get some milk and you'll be back. It's on Sunday. I I spent like two hours yesterday legitimately trying to make this thing happen. Yeah. You know, I got on Delta to see what we can do, made sure, like, you know, flying into the correct airport, the whole shebang. How quickly can we get Courtney out there and get her back? Yep. And it just like, like it was going to be due, but it was going to, it was going to be a pretty penny and it was going to take, you know, the act of God 
logistically yeah. to make it happen, which is not a problem for yours truly. Exactly. Uh, you you need Law to be a little bit older to run the company because she definitely has that personality that she would be able to run the company. No, no. Here's what Law does. Law plays to whatever parents can give her what she wants. She's smart. So if I were to like go like Lala, you can't do something. She'll go. I miss my mommy. Mm-hmm. Or in the off chance that Courtney tells Lala, no, I miss my daddy. <laughs> I heard Stephen say that once. I miss my daddy. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> never once said that. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, com, dude, com C. Yeah. So I think it's only fair because I have been having. I think it's only fair to be honest about what what I'm hearing and just to share it with everybody. We've always we're always talking about how we're adjusting, how we're operating within the hobby. And you've seen it go from flipping like everybody else to buying in the off season, yep. to buying in the off season and then going at big cards, to going at the off season buying big cards and participating in TCG and making a splash there to personal finance having an adjustment which has a domino effect to like going to lower end sports shifting back to like soccer and off season and now with tcg uh, um and com c i have been sending in like anything between two and 20 bucks that i'm not going to grade that i'm not going to be able to get to a show and um one of my favorite things in the morning is coffee and sending my email summary snap screenshot to Courtney and Manny because I am having the greatest time on ComC. Yeah, he is too. Like every morning around six, I would say, five thirty-six, I get a message. And if I don't like it, if I don't put a heart on it, he'll call me at like noon asking why I didn't like his sales that last day. Like, was there something wrong with his sales? And he's he's dead serious. I think the last like two weeks. Which is good for him because he's selling cards every day. It could be a hundred dollars. It could be less than five cents. He's sending that report to me <laughs> at five thirty to say he's selling cards. I did see uh, um, Dan the Cardman made a post. I don't know if you follow Dan the Cardman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's friends with our boys in double coverage. Um, but he made a post because people are attacking him because uh, they didn't go over what the issue with com C is they're behind on sending. I guess Jeremy and I don't, can't really say anything because we, I don't, I haven't bought a card or they like from them and they haven't shipped it, but I guess they're like eight weeks behind shipping cards um, back to you, which I think is a norm, but I think they're behind like another extra two weeks or something like that. I don't know. I never bought a card there. So I've never. Know. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to adjust it because that's something that I've been hearing more and more. Yeah, is that that's taking place. And so I think we've been pretty clear, like I have no intention of buying a card there. Um, maybe if I'm bored one day and I look, but I don't even ever look. I just use it as a spot for somebody to take my pictures, upload it. I assign my price and then I just look for that summary each morning to see what's sold. And these are all cards that I do not care about. Yeah, they do get you. They uh, take 20 percent. If you try to take your money out. So it's is it that, 20 or is it 10%? Is it 20? It's either 10 or 20. I think it was 20. I'm not I think it's 10, but we can get clarity on that. Okay. Um, they yeah, get- I just want to make sure that everybody knows that if you're trying to buy cards and get them shipped at like the regular service level, it sounds like there's quite the delay. Like maybe I think Manny said eight weeks. So yeah, if you're looking to get cards in hand, 
just be mindful of that, please. Especially trying to fl- if you're in the flip game and you're trying to get cards. Uh, let's say, for example, you're getting a card, John Morant, and at this time, it's this price. In eight weeks, it could be down even more. And I think that's where people are getting frustrated about. Yeah. So, but yeah. One thing that I want to draw attention to, it's not something that you would ever, that I don't think I would ever, I've never heard about. And, you know, big ups to Sports Card Radio. Sports Card Radio has long time been like a, I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure anymore, but there was a while where that program just had like this like dark stigma and nobody really wanted to talk about it. And like, I always enjoyed it just because like some of their sense of humor, um, not any of like the racial stuff or anything like that, but like the, the you dip and yeah. some like the little things that they do or where they cut, you know, things and just like throw it in. I, I find to be pretty um, funny, but they were going over how cardboard connection, which is a website that I hear everybody talk about using has not been, or won't be for too much longer updating checklists. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why they did that because I was in a, I got into a uh, Fanatics Live break with Slap Sox Aaron, just uh, Red Sox. It was Tops One, um, cheap, cheap rip. But he said that the new Tops was it trans, Transcendent that came out last week. Do you remember or was it Tribute? One of the two baseball products came out last week, and he's he had the checklist. But no one, it wasn't like out for the public yet. It was out for like breaking. And I was confused by that. I was like, why, why wouldn't they just bring it up to the public? Well, I believe, I believe Panini and Tops both put out like a version of a checklist, but it's like not easily digestible. Yeah. And it's not easy to read or like what people have come to, you know, because the first thing you go to is either Cardboard Connection or like Beckett. Yep. You know, I quit. You know, honestly, I don't have any of those bookmarked, but I just put sports card checklist and I click on whatever one pops up first mm-hmm. to, to go wherever and look. But, um, yeah, just something to be mindful of. Um, it's kind of odd and weird, but, uh, you know, just be mindful of where you're looking and make sure that information is accurate, especially with all the new parallels coming out. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Or you can buy a box of Prism and not get any autographs. Did you see that on, on the X? Yeah, that's crazy. Buying a it was a hobby box, right? They, they, I think it was a breaker, did like a big break, and they were like over like 20 missing autographs. There's that, and then there's also the Anthony Richardson news. Did you hear about that as well? The, there's a variance in the autographs, right? That be, because what they came to conclusion, he might be using that auto pen machine where it signs like by itself. Like you put the signature in and it signs on a machine and then you just basically move the card. So essentially he's not signing. It's the machine signing for him. That's a kick, man. Yeah. That is, a, that is an absolute kick. Now I know with like Prism, the autograph is cool, but people want the color. Mm-hmm. And you go with different cards for the auto. But for football, Prism's so limited and like yeah. who's a good signer to like get Anthony Richardson cards that are potentially done by a machine would just be a – Absolute kick. It happened to our boy back in 2016. Dak Prescott was uh, – they found that he did it, that so, he was signing on the machine. I, I want to pump the brakes hard right there. I don't – I know I can I can overtalk you sometimes. Yeah. But I want to just clear this up. Not our boy, 
No, it's our boy. You're the one that that is your on, boy. No, 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 no. That's Jeremy's boy because on Too Thick's account, you were putting Dak for MVP for the last four weeks to get me into trouble, which I just claim that Jeremy is a Dak Prescott fan like me. I'm not. <laughs> so I would like to share this. Okay. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> that is Manny. Yep, that's me. This is at 6.45 p.m. yesterday. Out of the clear blue, there's nothing leading up to it. It is current starting NFL QBs drafted from 2016, now with a Super Bowl ring. Patrick Mahomes. That's it. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, and Tua. Zero rings. So why is it that Cowboys fans and sports media act like Dak needs a ring to prove himself as a top QB in the NFL? Unsolicited, <laughs> we are damn near in March, and Manny is still no, sending my, me Dak stuff. It was on my Twitter. <laughs> I said that to you because when I was in a debate, I said the same exact thing as that person. Look, you believe in what you believe in. Yeah. Stand for it. No, I do. I do. Stand for it. You have to be strong like me. Do you remember how stupid you told me many years ago when I bought another Kobe White lot? And you said, I didn't say so you're stupid. stupid. You're nope. so dumb. And who, who right now is top one or two to win most improved yeah. player in the NBA? Kobe White. But I didn't say you're stupid. Kobe White. I, so said you're, it, man. No, no, no. I said you're stupid because you took my money and left me with no money when you could have just PayPal the dude. Now I was stuck with no money at the card show where I could have been buying football cards from the guy that was in front of us that was selling great cards. And I had no money to buy cards because you took it all for this Kobe white lot. Very rarely. Am I at a loss for words <laughs> in that situation? I still don't quite understand what happened. <laughs> However, I ended up with the cash. You ended up with PayPal no. and the guy that you were trying to buy from didn't accept PayPal. Yeah. Yeah. You, you came running. I, I remember you with rushed no over. benefit. Yeah, you rushed over and was like, "Hey, how much cash do you have on you?" I was like, 500 right now. I need it. I got this Kobe." And he was itching his neck too. I got this Kobe White lot. That this hey guy man. has a pretty feel. Hey man, <laughs> hey man. His lips were all white. He was like, "I got this Kobe White lot. This guy's gonna sell it to me super cheap. I might get in trouble by Courtney, but I'm gonna prove wrong." Give me that 500 dollars. So for the record, I would never get in trouble by Courtney. Now, what I could have said is like, I'm going to be prepared to hear it. He did say that. <laughs> Which means, because here's the thing, Courtney doesn't back down from a verbal joust. Nope. Nor, nor do I. And so, um, you know, sometimes you get two, two assassins that want to go after one another. That was just the, the catalyst to make it happen. Yeah. You know, I, I figured out how to deal with Corey. I just agree with her and just walk, keep walking. But I think she's caught on to me because she comes behind me and keeps going. Oh, man, I learned that like maybe, I don't know, a decade ago. I tried hitting with her, you're right, like just to like no matter what. <laughs> I think it made her more mad. To, just to like get it out of it and like that didn't work. <laughs> so I'm so obnoxious. I doubled down like, wait a minute, I'm conceding that you're correct. I'm apologizing. I'm attempting to move on. Yeah. And that still makes you mad. So like, it's an interesting dynamic. Cause then I know I flip it back on her. Then she's like, you're making me sound like a crazy person. <laughs> and I'm like, no, uh, court. no, no, no. That's funny. No, <laughs> man. What were we talking about? I was talking about. Oh, no, lost it. 
it was Com C and then Prism Autos and then it went somewhere else. And now you got me thinking. I'm like, I'm like in one or two modes. I'm like, I want to do the, you know, the most sweet romantic things that other people don't do. Yeah. Like, you know, flowers for no reason or flowers on back to back days or, you know, just like very thoughtful things. Or I want to see how much I can piss her off before she leaves me. These are like, yeah. these are like basically the two modes that poor court has to live in. It's uh, depending on the day for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more like what kind of energy she throws out there. Yeah, that's true. You, you're a, you're more of a deflect. Like you can, you, your wit, and you could. Uh, what would you be a player? I'm trying to think of a good player analysis that's good with the flow, type of player. No, oh. I just it's 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 a pastime of mine. It's just to like annoy people. Yeah, and then be like, well, I didn't mean it. And I truly don't mean it. I just I'm just an obnoxious person. But let let's move on. Oh, it was I got it. Blaz, Blaz had something to say about parallels with Prism because we were talking about Prism. And one thing that Blaz knows how to do is start a conversation. Which Blaz? The shirt off. Oh no, they all have their shirt off. The the C Blaz, the one that bets now. Okay, the gambler. The better, the gambler. Well, they're all gamblers now. I mean, one's a poker player. They all have their shirts off, but see, Blaz, he he brought up a good point, and I wanted to bring it up to you to see if you think of the same thing. Um, but Prism, you know how they're bringing out all these different parallels, Shimmer, yeah. um, hell, I don't know, I can't name Green Shimmer, Red Shimmer, but he was saying like the black, green, just a solid parallels are going to be in the next 15, 20 years will be the ones that people want. Because it's the OG parallels. And I was wondering how you felt about that. I think that's probably, just without much thought, I think that's probably true. Isn't it the same thing for Bowman? Everybody wants, like, the true red, the true orange, the true gold. Yep. So, I mean, to me, without, like, putting a lot of thought into it, it sounds reasonable that why wouldn't it be, why would it be any different for a different sport? I never really thought of it, but, so that makes you wonder when you're pricing cards, Say you have the one of one black, right? And there's like five one of ones now. Does the black hold more value now? Do you think? Not now, because C Bless said it, but in the long term, if you could get the one of one black for the same price as the one of one nebula, wouldn't you rather get the black? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, don't... I just do this one. This was just a random thing. I never prep jeremy that i was going to ask this question or no so this is the way i look at cards i look at something that i want to keep and hold and at that point like the price doesn't really matter or is there good value where i think that i can turn a profit or use it to move into a card that i like (laughs) she's awesome by the way She just wants some. You gotta get. You gotta get her some Pikachu cards, Jeremy. I'm going to. She's lucky. I love her. If she was the boy, I'd whip her ass. <laughs> La. Oh, she's good. So yeah, I just thought about bringing that up to the two. I want to know from you guys though, because he does bring up some good points. Maybe watch that video. Um, that maybe when you're buying, maybe kind of hold off on the shimmers and all that, and buy like if. You're a true PC guy. There's tons and tons of parallels. Now you can kind of minimize it to the, you know, the five that are the OG ones. 
And, you know, I, I think naturally there's going to be that person who gets like, hey, this is going to be more valuable because this is the first time mm-hmm. that this parallel was introduced. That's true. And potentially the last time, depending how many more times like they run Prism. You know what I mean? Yeah, because soon they're going to be out of the licensing and all that other sure. stuff. Or like Panini Prism, you know, I guess it's always reasonable or it's possible that Tops ends up acquiring that brand. Do you think that they're low on autos because of Fanatics buying all the players? I want to go back to that because you said that missing autos, that breaker. Do you think it's because they can't do certain players? No. I think I think there is a – it's it's very unique in this in the hobby or that industry relative to anything I'm familiar with. In the infrastructure, the trenchless space, ultimately, if you don't produce, you don't last. Yeah. What I've always found to be unique about the hobby is it's like PSA can shut down and hold your cards for two years without even a sorry or a $5 gift card. Yeah. Nini routinely gets blasted for quality control. Tops routinely, you know, deals with some of the same stuff. And nothing changes. The grading companies, you know, black labels on cards that have clear issues, PSA 10s on cards that have clear issues, goes from a BGS 8 to a PSA 10 to a, you know, um, people submit stuff off Etsy and there's just, it just keeps on moving. So it's just, it's very unique to me. And so I don't think anything's going to change and they can do it. They don't have to stress about it because people are going to buy the product regardless. It's the good old Blake Martinez saying, <laughs> next week they'll forget. There is one guy who follows us on Too Thick that is like a Blake Martinez defender. And anytime yeah. we post about Blake Martinez, he basically, not basically, he literally, and unlike most people, we here at Too Thick use the word literally correctly. He literally messages F you. Yep, every time. Every single time. And doesn't he have like a, like like prayer and all that in his? Uh, oh yeah, he's one of the people that like you know, Jesus, God, and like you know. And then in the DMs, he's saying. And then through his actions, I guess he shows the way his religion operates. Yeah, that was I was. I think well, Blake Martinez was a Green Bay Packers fan, and I think he's a big Green Bay Packers fan, so he, he's probably yes. So yeah. I will say this, um, poor. The most the, the word because he never sends anything positive. Mm-hmm. It's it's like legitimately just like f you. <laughs> when the Cowboys were getting cooked against the Packers in the playoffs, okay, somebody on the too thick page, Jeremy, put something like greatest comebacks ever and created a line for Dak, which I thought was pretty funny. It was pretty clever. It was clearly at that point it was clearly like a lighthearted troll. Yeah, and this person became. Um, Decided to let us know how much they they want us all to die and not yep. be alive. <laughs> you know, sports. I find it hilarious, to be honest. But, Jer, do you want to uh, talk about your recent consignments? Yeah, man. It's um, I, I feel like we should do – and I've, I've talked with uh, Jason Deerdick about doing an episode all about that because me and him have something that's very, inco- very unique in common. It's like we both like to find – different ways to make money in the hobby yeah so like when everything was shut down and you were unable to do anything courtney and i figured out a way to utilize hga to work in our behalf 
Especially you got so many followers on YouTube from that video. Oh man, that was the worst. That was the worst. Freaking thumb, big toe thumbs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Come out of a movie with like twenty thousand like all blazing. You know, the day, like you're just having a nice family day. You go to the movies, you come out, and then there's just like dozens of comments, just like rude internet, hateful, mean comments because either Courtney's a biatch or I'm the biggest jerk in the world. And we were just like two hobby first people just sharing an honest reaction on a Friday night about our cards. Courtney's never broke any cards ever since. She hasn't shown those thumbs. Man. And then we were on card porn. Like, we were tagged on card porn. I'm like, this is not the energy we should, we signed up for. You know, that was like when card porn was hitting everybody. Like, you got a jaywalking ticket. Your stuff was getting posted. You know yep. what I mean? So you're like, man, let's do a quick internet scrub of any, like, you know, that detention we got in fifth grade. We got to get rid of that. Yeah. Um. No, so we've pivoted. And I loved always having cards. I loved being able to set up and go into monthly shows. You know, we were last year, we had a permanent spot for the Avery's shoebox <laughs> shoebox show. Yep. Um, and so it was always good to have that. Well, there's not the time for us to be hitting up shows with the frequency that we were last year. And it doesn't make sense to just have a Zion case of cards sitting there, not doing anything. So reluctantly, I decided to try consignment. Mm-hmm. And not just for like one or two cards. I've been sending like, you know, maybe um, on average, I'd say 20 to 25 cards a week. Right now I'm using a company called Quick Consignment. Yep. And it's been nice. I get the cards. I keep the ones that I like and the ones that instead of like hoping and trying to like, you know, if it's a $50 card, it's a $50 card. Just give me my money and let's move on. Instead of trying to get like 60 out of it, which I see so many people do. Don't have to deal with shipping. Don't have to deal with listing. Don't have to deal with, um, you know, all the stuff that comes with it. And some of the TCG stuff is so foreign and unique to me. It takes me a long time to try to understand the difference of the, the parallels or the alt arts and make sure those are posted correctly. Let somebody else do it and let that money hit the account. Did uh, did you get see good results with the TCG stuff? Or have the, Okay. I was wondering. I did. So my first batch auctions ended last sunday and i expect to receive a payout anytime now okay they so I got a nice spreadsheet that said what it sold for what the percentage was taken the dollar for the posting and then what the pay is going to be so there's three tabs sold unsold and sold not paid for mm-hmm. do, and do they wait a week so they could get their payments is that kind of what they're so it looks like anything that was already paid for, I'll get paid within, it says 48 hours. So it's already been about 24 hours. And I just received an email from them before we went on here. Um, and then they're going to give the other ones about, I think they give it about a week for people to pay. And then if they're not paid for, they're automatically re-upped um, into an auction. I see. Okay. Relisted. There you go. I, I hope it works out for you. I have, uh, it's hard to sell TCG when you don't, I, that's one thing I did learn. If you don't have a big following, it's hard to sell TCG. I enjoy selling TCG. Here's the problem. I don't know how to price it, and I'm very sensitive where I don't want to be the person that posts a $50 card for $500, and people think that I'm a scumbag or or just like that much of an idiot, more so than I already am. Mm -hmm. However, 
routinely, I guess I post something. And when Brona hits me with the, like, you're letting it go for that much. Yeah. I recognize I probably am selling it too cheap. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know what, let, let it go to auction and whatever the market wants, the market, you know, wants to pay for it. Did you sell that? What, what did you have? Like, did you sell the my hero black labels? I don't have the black labels. I just had tens. Did you sell those? N- not tens yet. No. Okay. I got to talk to you because I have some too. So I, so then you could help me with pricing. <laughs> so, so what I did is I started with like all my, like all TCG that was nine, five. Yeah. Or PSA 10. I sent that off a lot of like sports that were coming to an end football, um, like or basketball that I didn't believe in. And then I've just been slowly like, you know, baseball and then just like still buying grading and then just, you know, any Pokemon outside of like two or three I sent. And those are, those are sneaky good, man. Those are really, really sneaky good. Pokemon's good because they're cheap and you could get into a price point really low because people try to sell them off. Really. Yes. So Pokemon is sneaky. I've learned a lot from uh, Bushy, Evan, indie card collector. He's taught me a lot about Pokemon and uh, he makes, he basically buys and sells Pokemon to get his PC cards. That's his, that's his like game plan. Why not? Yeah. So, I mean, that that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just, uh, and, and the more you participate and the more you try stuff, the more you, you recognize how you can utilize certain things to benefit whatever your prerogative is within yep. the hobby. And so like, to me, it's important. Like I love collecting, but I could never be the person that waits like, Hey, let me say four months. I buy one card. Let yep. me, I would get bored and I would leave. Like I need that constant stimulation, that constant activity to mm-hmm. have a good time. And I love transacting. It's just, it's adjusting and it's, um, it's evolving as time goes. Do you, I mean, it feels so good when you sell something, even if it's for like $5 profit, it just feels good that the, the buyer is happy and you're happy. And then you build a relationship. That's what well, I the like. last time I went to a show, it was, you know, looking for big cards that were off season. So let's, for instance, like this time last year, what was the, the spectacular in Chicago? Mm-hmm. We were looking at big cards or cards that we knew would, you know, become big. When I say big, I want to say like, you know, 200 no, I, to, to 200 to 5,000. Yeah. I mean, they're big. Like the bur- didn't you get the burrow? No, you didn't get the burrow there. You got the Herbert and Vinny, right? No, I got the burrow and then I got the Vinny. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Herbert and er, so Burrow rookie auto numbered out of 10 from contenders yes, and the Vinny Gold 10-10. But then like any Justin Fields, anything like yeah. Prism, Optic, Whites, any of that stuff that we could get our hands on. What I'm excited for, and I wouldn't even look at a dollar box because it was a different point. Now, what I look forward to doing when I have time to go to a show is I want to go back to those days when we first started doing the show thing. And buying people's dollar boxes, getting, you know, a thousand cards for 200 bucks because they don't want to take the time. And then I'm going to piece it out. And I, I'd like to have like a steady flow going to ComC. Yeah. That's I, I mean, it's just it's it's so effortless that I tell you all the time that had I known about this years ago, I think I would be at least like six figure cardboard guy. Yeah. I mean, you sell all those. Buy, you could even buy a piece, a big card on com c and have it shipped at home you don't care about waiting eight weeks or no you ship it expedite like you expedite it too remember these are cards that i don't care about i have no affinity like i don't like i don't haggle i think i have all of my prices set 
I just went through for the first time and it was like 1200 cards and I made sure all 1200 of my cards were the cheapest by at least a penny. Yeah. Cause like yeah. just move them. It's just money sitting there. Let me get whatever out of them and let's keep it moving. And I have like a, like an auto accept. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you offer me like 80%, it automatically accepts. So it removes any work that I have to do. Yeah. Well, they have a, I post yesterday and today, 140 cards. I priced 140 cards. My com C has been going off all day. Um, and I noticed the bigger cards that I have are Caitlin uh, Clark from Bowman. Cause I like Bowman yep. and it's her rookie from last year. And they're just inserts, but they're they're selling for like 50 bucks to 20 bucks, like in that range. And you build up, you build up your money quick in the yes. country. So I, I did, I did make the mistake and some of them aren't worth like 10 cents, 10 cents a card here yeah. and there, but you kind of make up for it for like the $50 card that you spent, you sell. So. Nope. I, uh, I know how that goes. I had a handful of them too, but I'm like, you know what, if I'm submitting, what I'm trying to do, my system, what I'm trying to do is like carve out a little time, a couple times a week, take my time, yeah. scan them, make sure they're like a buck or two. Yeah. What I was doing a couple of those submissions when I had like three or 400 cards, there was a couple cards where I'm like, ah, oh, this is like, you know what, if, if one doesn't get yeah. 50 cents, then so be it. It's just, you know, my time is worth more. Yep. And that's kind of what happened to me. Mine was mostly the WWE. Uh, remember that break I got in with you and I was buying like every mm-hmm. spot. Most of the, the, I thought they were like the canvas cards and all that. I thought they were worth stuff. They're not worth a thing. I was just like, wow, maybe I should start buying wrestling because it's so cheap. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, uh, most of them were like that or 1980s tops. I sent a lot of those like Hall of Famers, but they weren't worth that much. Right. So. Let's talk about you have had a couple of like sweet, sweet victories. And I'm proud of you because, you know, we always joke about like, I don't think that your hobby experience is nearly as bad as you let on. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's become like, it's just, just it's like a good, fun running, you know, running joke. But um, the mangas. Yeah. You were, you and me were, I want to be clear. You were the first to buy them. We were the first to get them graded. And those are sweet. Yeah. So my 9-2, which I got lucky because we all bought from the same guy in Japan. Uh, I got one that was a first edition, first edition, first printing. Um, and that scored the highest grade, a 9-2. Really? Yeah. And on Beckett, they actually have like a pop list like they do with cards. And mine's the first ever graded one um, through Beckett manga, which they, it's a new thing. So it's kind of cool to think that I'm the first to ever have the first Pokemon ever graded for Beckett. Dude, that's that's sweet. And what I liked about that is um, you were you were first, man. You did it and you stayed. There was like one of the first, not not one of the first times, but. It was nice to see you go from cradle to grave. Yeah. From start to finish, like, okay, I had the idea. I actually purchased the thing. I actually got it in for grading and I moved from it. Where by selling just one of them, you've already doubled your money and you still have three left, three right? Left. Yeah. Where I, if someone were to offer me more, like anything around where I paid, 
for the grading and the cost of the book, you could have it. I make friends doing that and build relationships off those ones. Yeah, that's that's one thing. You got to catch Manny after you have to know Manny's finances because the minute Manny makes money on anything, everything remaining from that submission is just given away. Given away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. That's like, why I, I think money. you could legitimately argue that you're fiscally responsible for slab stock success because when we were in Shipshawana a couple years ago, you had such an incredible trade night that the next day when Aaron came to buy from you, you were just like, take it, take it. You can have it. You can have it. You were in such a good mood. I was. Well, I do feel bad about that because he bought uh, one card. It was a manga card, actually, speaking of mangas. And uh, he graded it through SGC and it got a six. Really? And, but me and him both looked at it. We thought it was fine. So he didn't. There was no harm for that because we were like, what's wrong with this card? Yeah. So I, it would, I mean, I think I'm in a, I've got the Demon Slayer that's out and i actually might keep that just because i think like the the, the big slab kind of makes for like a cool like piece yeah like just to have like we got some like accoutrement like courtney's got her game um kobe white's first home game with the autograph which i picked up in that lot everybody that. everybody told me i was stupid but now no. it's, uh, now everybody wants to show it off that'll go in court court's office but it just makes for like cool stuff and uh <laughs> i was happy to see that that like that it worked out, man. A 9.2 is, I'd be lying if I, if I knew like manga grades or manga grades at a high level, but I mean, like, that's, it's like, I a, mean, that's a good grade, man. Started and I get it in a 9.2 out of 1996 book that people actually read. Um, I think it's pretty good. They, um, the, the, um, I got a five, five. I don't, well, you knew you were gonna get a yeah, I did. Yeah, so I did. So, man, that's that's um that's good. I want to take a moment this weekend if you are in the Lansing area, Avery's is running the Shoebox Show, um, the best monthly show in all of Michigan. You know, so much so that last year Manny and I committed to being there on a monthly basis, and I truly look forward to the opportunity for the time when we have the opportunity to make our way back there. You know, yeah. and then uh, what is that next week, two weeks from today, right? Or is it one week from today? It's one week, I think. We'll be Ship Shawana and Reckless Cards will be there. Courtney's getting gearing up to do the scavenger hunt. So big up to bees. I think we'll have Brad on either right before or right after. I got to ask Courtney to firm that up to see if we're going to do it before and after. Um, but I know. Brad's making these badass videos now. You know what I mean? Like he's Hollywood now. I know he's Hollywood. This might be the last time he probably he's got nothing for us. (laughs) That was funny. I I saw that video and Courtney was like talking, like they clipped you, you, your pot, your uh, hobby night school talking about it. And I was like, this is so sweet. So, but yeah, ship Shawana next weekend. This weekend is Avery shoebox. Um, I went to the last one and everyone was asking for you. They missed they missed his, they missed their little teddy bear. So I can't wait to get back, man. I yeah. cannot wait to get back. This is the first period of time where I've been home that I haven't been sleeping for a couple hours. Otherwise, we've been out out kicking ass, taking names, doing what it takes to uh to grow a business, which is like it's it's bittersweet. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you, you, you I know a lot of people don't like Gary V. 
Yeah. And I remember one thing I always heard was like, like, like essentially like embrace the grind or whatever, mm-hmm. something like along those lines. I'd say like, I get it a little bit now. Like yeah. I'm enjoying it. Like it's not my favorite, not being able to have Starbucks 37 times a day, like doing it twice a day sucks. Yeah. The, the no Olita, that olive oil shake and espresso. It's a shake yeah. and espresso, a little bit of olive oil for like $8 for a grande. Yeah. I hate that I like it because <laughs> probably have to start selling P wills so I can drink olive oil coffee. I don't think people realize that you have a Starbucks machine at your house that you could use, but you, I do decide, use it. you decide to go to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I need to get, I was going to tell you since you're not going to shows, I need to get one of those banners that you guys have for reckless and make a too thick one. I know we, we have to do that. So I, I do think, so I've got a couple of announcements. Courtney's got all the actual literature like a quick video and like a one sheet or, or just a post about the too thick trade up yeah. really simple. We've got a bunch of people who've already said they want to be involved. It's going to be 20 bucks a person. We're going truly democratic process. So as a group, we will collaborate. We'll come up with several ideas. It's going to be majority wins. Yeah. There's no electoral college here. We're going to believe in the people. And in the event of a tiebreaker, we're going to do a 24 hour post on too thick and let the thick low select. Uh, select. Yeah. So, it behooves us not to have any draws because we know the thick lows will lead us to bankruptcy. Yeah. And I want people in there that are close with us because if we do lose our money, we all laugh about it because it's only 20 bucks in, in the meantime. Right. So um, we're going to turn it into something big, man. We're going to turn it into something big. Yeah. We have 504. We're going to end up with some gold shit, gold wrestling. Yeah, oh, yeah. I want that. I want to be 504 broke. That's exactly. our goal. We need that Drake is, in there. We need to get the rich people in there so that they could. They're like, you know what? I'll match your guys' as twenty and double it. No, nah, man, you give me a little bit of Silverlight. Give me, uh, you know, our no, guy. Silverlight has been sending me. He's like, I don't know why I keep buying this junk. Give and us, bl- like, give us Blaine. Yes, maybe give us, give us one of the cousins. You know what I mean? That, that'll be good. We got a tight little TNT, Tommy and Tyler. Yeah, and uh, we'll come up. We'll, it'll it'll be fun. It'll make for good stuff. And I I look forward to um. Me, I'm not even looking about the card. To me, it's like twenty dollars to yeah. have free access to hear how people think. Yeah. Like, what are some cool like ways you can navigate? And if we're able to do something with it, that's that's just a cherry on top. Yeah. Imagine we make it to like a mantle. Yep. <laughs> to a mantle. Second announcement is we will be making. I would say next week there are a couple of shows that we are committing to. Bigger shows, larger shows. And I look forward to making that announcement. Third announcement, we've got something that I am sincerely excited about. I thus far have done all the work. Manny has done nothing. So it's going to be. I don't even know what it is. It's going to be neat when it hits. Fourth announcement is. I got nothing else to say. Fourth fourth announcement, the people are asking. and I was going to bring it up. They're asking for shirts because we ran out so quick. Okay. Since we're going, they're asking for the shirts. They need a restock because <laughs> Shipshawana, when we brought them, they kind of flew out the door within the first couple hours. And there was people that wanted them still. Yeah, I was, that was still, so it's, I'll, it's I'll say this. One thing that, you know, you touched on the show. I, I, I want to say, I really appreciate everybody who sent reckless cards, El Cafe Jefe, Courtney, 
messages or shared what we're doing, mm-hmm. it means so much to us. You know, like our, we cherish and value every single friendship that we have within the hobby and the well wishes mean the world to us. Like that is not lost mm-hmm. on us. I know I personally suck at responding to people. I mean, just in the, 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 the 40 minutes that we've been here recording, um, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine missed calls and 32 messages. Mm-hmm. And if you look at there's just hundreds of emails. Um, so I'm, I am very bad sometimes at responding to stuff that's outside of business, but we really appreciate that. And then the, what ties that together for me is like the shirts. I thought they were cool. I thought it was fun. People screaming cocaine bear always cracked me up. Me and Manny are lighthearted for the amount of people to come in and buy them. Yeah. As quickly as they did. I hated myself for not having more. Yeah. And it's not like we made any, there was no money made on it. Like no, the money made is like what we're putting back into getting more. After spending like $300 on five or 400 bucks, getting the person to like the, the, I wish we should share that. That should be a post. Yeah. The original mock-ups of Manny and I. Oof. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. And then the bear was uh I don't know what the hell the bear was, but um we we appreciate all the like the support, the kind words. You know, it's it's truly flattering and it's cool knowing with so much crap always going on in this damn place that there are some people that like to have a good time and have fun. Yep. I love all the two thick fam out there. Thank you guys for listening. So make sure when you're done, you smash. can't believe that's a thing i can't believe that is a thing i hate it too because it's like that's the boomer in me coming out yeah like i don't get it i don't like there's certain things that like i don't like but i understand it i don't get crayons brisker brisker Brisker. yeah 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 that's funny and after man, I got stuff to do. Oh, oh, ninth, ninth announcement. Ninth announcement. Our boy, the seven foot thirteen inch, half Korean, half American, Coast Guard retiree. Yep. Don Pickleball, breaking wax, over the top arm wrestling champion of the world, will be dropping a new podcast. And yours truly will be on it. Did you break the two-hour mark? If anything that you know about Don is my man is a talker. And I am a talker. So if you want to hear seven hours and 96 minutes of non-hobby conversation, follow his page. I got it. The best podcast in the game. Breaking (laughs) Wax. That just reminded me, Jeremy. Look at this. He had the nerve to send this today, by the way. Can you see the screen? Go follow Breaking Wax. Look at this. (laughs) Just out of the blue. He thought it was hilarious that I broke my ACL in softball. So he makes fun of me ever since. And with that, I hope you enjoyed your hobby release and the ASMR to to, to kick us off. We'll be back soon. Peace.